lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. And greetings. Happy Wednesday. Thanks for tuning in here today, live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. Steve Dace here with Aaron McIntyre and Todd Erzin. 888 900 is the number. That's 888 900 Steve at stevedace.com is how you can email the program. That's D E A C E. You can also like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. And if you're looking for clips of this show that you can sample and share with others, go to YouTube dot com slash Steve Dace. That's YouTube dot com slash Steve Dace. Wednesday means our weekly prophet of woe and lamentation. Daniel Horowitz will be joining us here in the final segment of the program. And I think we are in the end game now with the data that Daniel has been pouring over these last 24 hours or so and what it could possibly mean What's the coronavirus endgame? We're going to talk about that with Daniel Horowitz coming up here uh, at uh, about 12, well, depending on what time zone you're looking at, 90 minutes from now. Also, buy, sell, or hold, so you'll get a chance for the middle hour of the show to kind of control the topics and things that we talk about. We look forward to that here in about 30 minutes. Don't forget, schooling is uncertain around the country. And a lot of you are thinking, hey, maybe we can we can do more of this at home than we thought, particularly if I've got the right assistant. I just had a friend of mine who lives in a major metropolitan area call me and tell me the rumor going around town in the political circles he runs in is that they may cancel schools there for next year too, awaiting a vaccine. And that's that, that rumor is going around a lot of the people, which may never arrive, by the way, that rumor is going around in a lot of the political power broker circles in where he lives there in New York City. So if you are wondering... Hey, um, I'm looking for options here. Now's the time to check out Freedom Project Academy. Over the last few months, millions of Americans have been homeschooling their kids and discovered probably how badly the public schools have failed them at the exact same time. Maybe it's time to take back your child's education. Freedom Project Academy is here to help. From the comfort, convenience, and safety of your home, your child can receive an accredited classical online education built on Judeo-Christian values for students in K-12. through This is a complete interactive educational experience where students attend live classes and students across, with students across the country. Essentially, your kids are going to learn the stuff the people that founded and built this country learned just in a modern 21st century virtual environment. All right. If you want to get more information about this, go to freedomforschool.com. That's freedomforschool.com. But remember, uh, classes are filling up faster than normal because parents are concerned about the safety of their children and the availability of their schools. Freedomforschool.com is the website. That's freedomforschool.com. Here's Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were locked down. What happened while we were locked down brought to you by a correction. On Monday's montage, I featured a clip of Dr. Anthony Fauci telling 60 Minutes that Americans should not be wearing masks. I saw that being shared over the weekend, presented it as such, and I didn't find out till yesterday that that clip originally aired in early March. My mistake, and I apologize. Learning Chinese today, today's phrase is, so do we wear masks or nah? 
Moving on, Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg has been hospitalized once again, this time in relation to ongoing issues with her gallbladder. A spokesperson for the justice says she plans to participate remotely in oral arguments with the Supreme Court today. If you can see, yeah. the numbers all go to... 11. Coronavirus news. New York State reported yesterday over 1,700 previously undisclosed deaths at nursing homes and adult care facilities. Neil Ferguson, one of the chief epidemiologists of Imperial College UK, who predicted 2.2 million deaths from Wuhan coronavirus in the U.S. and has been dubbed Professor Lockdown for his instrumental advocacy of the lockdown everything policies we've enjoyed for the last two months, has resigned from his post in the UK government after it came to light he violated lockdown orders in the UK so he could have sex with a married woman. A different UK, the University of Kentucky, is reporting a quarterly revenue loss of $160 million. This comes after they built and then tore down a makeshift hospital in that university's indoor football practice facility without ever using a single bed. Hy-Vee Incorporated, the sixth largest U.S.-owned grocery store chain in the country and a ubiquitous presence in the upper Midwest, announced yesterday they're limiting customer purchases of meat products to four units per shopper amid shortages of pork, beef, and chicken thanks to coronavirus outbreaks at meatpacking plants. This comes after news from Wendy's that they're running out of beef as well. In completely unrelated news, the Minneapolis Star Tribune reports as many as 10,000 hogs are being euthanized per day in their state. This is due to the aforementioned meatpacking plant outbreaks making it so pig farmers have nowhere to sell their livestock. Shelly Luther is the Dallas, Texas salon owner who was arrested for defying orders to keep her business closed during the lockdowns. She appeared in telecourt yesterday where Judge Eric Moy informed her that she'd be set free if she apologized and admitted that what she had done was selfish. Here's how she responded. Judge, I would like to say that I have much respect for this court and laws. And that I've never been been in this position before. And it's not some place that I want to be. But I have to disagree with you, sir, when when you say that I'm selfish. Because feeding my kids is not selfish. I have hairstylists that are going hungry because they'd rather feed their kids. So, sir, if you think the law is more important than kids getting fed, then please go ahead with your decision, but I am not going to shut the salon. Shelley Luther was sentenced to seven days in jail. In completely unrelated news, a California man was arrested and released three times in one day recently after he was repeatedly let go based on the zero bail policy California Governor Gavin Newsom has implemented to stop the spread of coronavirus in jails. CNN, your thoughts? One of the... The fundamental questions to me is what's going to be our relationship to government, the idea of government after this. And and we kind of look at it at three levels this week. There is a primordial American tradition going back to the founders of being freedom obsessed, even though we're a country founded on slavery and genocide, being freedom obsessed to the point that we are always so afraid of the government coming for us that we are blind to other types of threats, whether it's a virus, whether it's bank malfeasance or what have, climate change, what have you. Back in Texas, a park ranger in Austin tried to enforce social distancing guidelines at a city park when this happened. <laughs> 
In California, the counties of Modoc, Yuba, and Souter have preemptively begun to reopen parts of their economies without the approval of California Governor Gavin Newsom. Maryland Republican Governor Larry Hogan has been sued by lawmakers, pastors, and businesses in his state over his continued stay-at-home orders. Those guidelines are set to run until the end of May. And now, pandemic thoughts with Joe Biden. This pandemic... The pandemic is that the president has no intercourse whatsoever with the rest of the the world. The self-described founder of Politico, Martin Tulchin, wrote a note to The New York Times regarding Joe Biden, where he said, quote, I don't want an investigation. I want a coronation of Joe Biden. Would he make a great president? Unlikely. Would he make a good president? Good enough. Would he make a better president than the present occupant? Absolutely. I don't want justice, whatever that may be. I want to win the removal of Donald Trump from office, and Mr. Biden is our best chance. End quote. And finally, hopefully the following is coming soon to a Little League baseball field near you. And that's what happened while we were away. The kid flipped that bat like 10 yards. That's a first down. I know it's another sport, but that was, I was more impressed by the flip than oh, yeah. even the hit. That was better than what the, the Blue Jays guy who made the, the flip like right. seven several years, years ago. ago. Yes. Yeah, that caused a massive fight in the playoffs. Bautista. Yeah. Bautista, yes. Aaron's montage brought to you by Brick House. Unless you plan on self isolating forever, you're going to need to be around other people again. One of the best ways to avoid getting sick is with a healthy immune system, and all year round, you can do that. If you are taking advantage of products like Field of Greens from Brickhouse Nutrition, one scoop of Field of Greens is a full serving of real USDA certified organic fruits and vegetables, which boosts energy and supports a healthy immune system. If you're out of shape and don't eat healthy, your risk is even higher. It's as simple as that. Plus, a diet full of rich and uh, or rich in fruits and vegetables can reduce your risk for things like heart disease, hypertension, stroke, even cancer. Field of Greens also has those prebiotics and probiotics that are a great source of vitamins, fiber, and other nutrients. And right now, you can save 15% off your first order of Field of Greens with the offer code Steve at BrickHouseSteve.com. That's the offer code Steve at BrickHouseSteve.com. And if you subscribe, they'll throw in an extra 10% off every month too. All right, so 15% off your first order, 10% off every month if you subscribe to BrickHouseSteve.com, promo code Steve. That's BrickHouseSteve.com, promo code Steve. The montage today is incredible. I, I, he actually dropped intercourse again. That happened again? Yeah. Tara Reid must be living rent-free in his head right now, that story. I mean, this is the second time he has used this word when talking about coronavirus, it's just, but that's what dementia does um, is you just, it's, it, they're oddities and it's odd, but I'll tell you this. If the current occupant of the White House doesn't stop behaving like Bush in Iraq 2006 over coronavirus, President Intercourse dementia there. Uh, or, or candidate intercourse dementia there is going to be president 
folks. Yep. He's going to be president. The current occupant, I mean, yesterday, are we dissolving the task force? No, let's keep it. Who knows? I mean, I mean, this is, it's exactly what I wrote for the blaze today. It's what I mentioned on the show the other day. It's, it's starting to look and sound like Bush in Iraq where your base is ready to go to war for you, but they need you and you're not there. So folks are ready to MAGA. I'm ready to MAGA. I, I am ready to MAGA right now. Are you ready to MAGA? Are you ready to MAGA? Well, as you know, I was two yes. weeks ago, and now I'm not again. Yeah, I, I am. I am so ready to MAGA right now. But we 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 need the MAGA dude to do that. We need him, and we kind of do and kind of don't have him right now. So we could be getting a lot more intercourse, courtesy of Joe Biden, uh, when when his dementia rattled brain is in the White House instead. You know, Trump was tweeting, "Well, I think next year we get a great year with the economy." If that's your attitude, it'll be with someone else president, bro. It will be with someone else president. I, I, I have a good friend of mine that sent a text to a high-ranking official in the White House today. And he said to him, he goes, I, I'm warning you now. You're for or against us, all right? I mean, at this, point, at this point, your guy is either leading the charge or he's in our way. So... And me and a few others are going to start behaving like the latter if, the, if, some, if some stuff doesn't change. So as a friend, I just wanted to warn you of that now. now. I've seen it in my inbox for the last week or so. You're pretty frustrated and fed up too. The story of hy V. here's why you should be concerned about that. It's not that they're the sixth largest grocery store chain. It's where they're located. Yep. They, they, are, they are at the epicenter of your food supply chain. The Iowa farmer we had on the other day, Hy-Vee would be one of his biggest customers. So there's, there's five other grocers bigger than Hy-Vee, but there's probably none of them that are as close to the origination of our food supply source as Hy-Vee is. So if they're reading the market like that, be very concerned about what that means going forward. The story of Shelley Luther and it's been it's been 16 hours. How come Governor Abbott hasn't pardoned her yet? No good answer. No good answer. Should have happened in 16 minutes. Should have happened like right away. Should have been pardoned right away. And if that story, if that if that doesn't frost your nuts enough, I bring you glad tidings of great joy here this morning. Because next week while Shelley Luther is in a Texas jail cell for just trying to be an American making an honest living, up to 25,000 Chinese are going to be allowed into Shanghai Disneyland when that reopens. How you like them apples? How's that one taste for you? That do it for you? You like that? As the great prophet Kirk Cousins once said, you like it. You like it. You like it. Admit it. You like that one, don't you? I'm not saying I'm like trying to encourage you to like mass protest. But if you did, I, I wouldn't disapprove. That is tar and feather time. But we've been saying that a lot, haven't yep. we? That is tar and feather time. Here is what's really happening. And I, what you're going to learn here over just today... And over the course of the next couple of weeks here, 
as we get into the end game is you're going to learn that everything, we actually knew much more about this than we thought the very beginning, or at least that we were told. And everything that we were told at the beginning when we were told not to panic, wash your hands a lot. If you run into temp, if you're sick, don't go to work. We need to take care of the elderly. Everything, get out in the sun. Everything that we were told from the very beginning. When Anthony Fauci was telling us, like Frank Drebin, nothing to see here before he became our high priest of panic porn. Everything we were told from the very beginning is coming around again to be true. And it's going to prompt a larger conversation. And that larger conversation is, I mean, if, if we knew this 53 days ago, when Dr. Ioannidis for Stanford wrote his peer-reviewed paper, and everything in it is proving to be true, even the nursing home death rate is proving to be true, everything he wrote, but he was ignored. Why was he ignored? Why was Stanford ignored? Why was Oxford ignored? Why was Carnegie Mellon ignored? Why was Rockefeller ignored? Why was Sweden ignored? Well, after, after it was derided, and then when it didn't provide them the body bags they, they so wanted, ignored. Why? Why? See, we're going to want to know the answer to this question. Because all the experts were not in on this. This is not the expert class versus the plebes. There were plenty of experts. As I've pointed out to you all along, why was Dr. Katz at Yale ignored? Why? He was writing, this was the wrong path, like on March 17th. Remember how we first got into this story when a bunch of you wanted us to, to, to listen to the interview Joe Rogan did with Dr. Michael Osterholm, the director of the Center for yep. Infectious Diseases, worked for the last five presidents and for a time this one. Remember that? Mm -hmm. I listened to that entire hour and a half conversation. And he was writing in the Washington Post just a few days after Dr. Katz. These shutdowns just... They're not going to do what you want them to do. The data doesn't show it changes really anything. And, and there's too high a cost to pay. Why was he ignored? Why? I'm going to answer today. I'm going to tell you right now why. And it's actually something I've told you before. See, what we're in the midst of here is a cultural Pearl Harbor. We had this conversation well over a month ago. And there have been those of you that have questioned why I've called this a cultural Pearl Harbor, and you've claimed I'm overstating how every potential antidote to this pandemic has been the stuff of leftist nocturnal emissions. These are, their, these are the things they have intercourse to, are these sorts of notions. They don't fire up the Barry White. They fantasize about this. This is their muse. Every single solution to this virus that has been prescribed, every single antidote has been the stuff of leftist fever dreams, nocturnal emissions. Let's run down the list, shall we? Government alone gets to determine what private businesses are essential or non-essential, and under penalty of criminal arrest, if you dare disagree, this is the new picking winners and losers on a Lance Armstrong steroid cocktail. Next. The churches mostly had to close, but the Planned Parenthoods mostly got to stay open. 
we're not driving our cars because there's nowhere to go. We're not flying in planes because we're quarantined. Thus, our carbon footprints are approaching Green New Deal proportions. Turn in your neighbors. Use cell phone records to track your movements and contact tracing of the masses in order to monitor and restrict your freedom of movement, all of which empower government and diminish our individual liberty like freedom of speech via protest, is now deemed non-essential. Your rights have been suspended, as the cops in Mississippi said, because of the virus, which means at any point, at any point, based on questionable data or no data at all, government can just turn the Constitution off. Government determines your children's schooling, or lack thereof, whether you can leave your home and then where you can go when you do. Jurisdictions created to provide checks and balances that protect freedoms have been erased, like states now are attempting to take control of national parks and interstate travel. Federalism is supposed to work both ways, not for states' rights, but individual rights. Governments don't have rights. Individuals do. Unemployment checks, they're now more than you'd make working. Proto-versions of universal basic income called stimulus checks. Taking individual responsibility for your health with more sun, vitamin C and D, more activity, etc. That's either now been deemed kooky or de-incentivized altogether in place of just hunker down and wait for big pharma and big government to deliver the glorious vaccine that may never come to descend from on high. The sports world. One of the last bastions of masculine-driven meritocracy leftists have been already destroyed, canceled, or postponed. That the whole country has to be treated like New York and really New York City and a few other big cities crushed by this virus gives you but a preview of what life without the electoral college they hate looks like. The state is the supreme being determining whether churches can be open, whether your private business can be open, whether your private school can be open, whether your home and private property can be open. God-given rights, null and void. And here's the ultimate lawlessness that it looks like. Scores of dirtbag prisoners are set free while the law-abiding are detained inside their homes. This is like John Milton, Al Pacino's great rant at the end of The Devil's Advocate. Chaos theory, but it has come to life. This is the antidote that the leftists have prescribed. It's the America leftists want. And it's been, and we have been told it is the only possible antidote that we could possibly ask for or want. And if you disagree, you're deplatformed and banned, which is also what the leftists want. It is time now. It is time for the man that was elected on an agenda to oppose this, to get off his ass and do his damn job. And that is to grab hold of the bully pulpit and lead the charge. No more timidity. No more. <sighs> Saw that look on that Fox Town Hall the other night. How many times? <sighs> nope. No, no, no. 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 People are going to jail in Texas for being Americans. What do you think they'll do to you in Massachusetts, California, New York? You know, the places where the leftists get their way. Right now in Oregon, they're demanding that for you to reopen, your county has to show you have fewer illnesses than COVID-19 or flu has fewer or COVID-19 has fewer illnesses than, than the flu. Why? Why? Why does, the, why does Oregon's government want to make sure that COVID-19 
is be is 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 worse than the flu. Why? Why do they want to make sure that that's the case with the data? Because what was the original talking point that was used to say it's not worth shutting the country down? Well, it's just a really bad flu. Yo, you're not permitted to say that. Even though all the data shows if you're under 70 and not in a nursing home, it's far less lethal than the flu. If you're over 70 and in a nursing home, it's far worse. But you're not permitted to say that. Even though the White House's own task force, when they put out the maps that show you which states are doing worse and better than others, what do they say? To, what, what's, what's it say on the chart? What's the I-L-I, word? I-L-I, influenza-like illness. Yes, they've, even though they're the ones lumping it all together, but we're still not allowed to say it. While Dr. Burks and her eminent wisdom does. It's time to MAGA, sir. To paraphrase one of the great movie lines from one of the great comedies of all time, where's the MAGA at? Where's the MAGA at? Where's the MAGA at? When this show is asking for MAGA, you've lost your balls. Where's your nerve, sir? Enough. Enough, enough, enough. Your people are ready to fight. Where's their general? Gentlemen, your thoughts. I said on March 23rd, it's not enough to just reopen the country. You have to win an argument here. Because even then, this was 10 days into the lockdown, maybe. 13, maybe two weeks into the lockdown, even then it was obvious that these antidotes that were being prescribed that you just ran down the list of that we've been enjoying for the last almost two months now, it was clear that there was going to be no dissension allowed from that. So it was it was obvious that it was not just enough to reopen the country. You had to win an argument here. Otherwise, we were going to spend literally the rest of our lives the rest of our lives pushing back against the notion that see statist control over your life works give the state more power and that's all that we've seen that is every jot and tittle of what we have seen over the last two months our friend shannon joy from new york put it brilliant brilliantly uh, yesterday among other things when she said they're just tyrants guys it's not about the science well, it's about the science. It's not about the real science. It's about scientism and statism. Those are the isms that have been on display over and over, over the last seven weeks. It was never, never about protecting people's lives. It was never about protecting grandpa and grandma. It was never about, well, we said it was about flattening the curve. It wasn't about that. It was just about power and tyranny. Power and tyranny. Shelley Luther is sitting in jail for opening up a business. The guy in California is probably getting arrested three more times today and being let out because, well, we can't let the virus spread through the jails. What sense does that make? It doesn't. This is not about the virus anymore. And perhaps the most disappointing thing about all of this is that multiple times, I know you in the audience have as well, 
have probably gotten your hopes up. I know I have that maybe the guy who listened to us, who was propelled to victory in 2016 against all odds because of people like you listening to this show actually showing up and voting the guy who was voted into office to protect you and to represent your interests is kowtowing to Dr. Panicky Fauci and the home wrecking Neil Ferguson. A he of the 2.2 million people will die models. Why? There are no good answers. But it's still salvageable. He just has to move his ass. That's all. That's all. Show some fortitude. Enough with the task force. Enough with the models. Enough with the panic. We're done with that. The American people in mass are done with that. Enough. It's time to move on. You need to pick between Shelly and that guy on Aaron's montage, the quaffed young guy who talked about America's weird obsession with freedom. You have to pick. Open war is upon you, yep. whether you wish it or not. I, I, we've been telling you that. I've been saying it all uh, on a regular basis. Well, if you believed in transgenderism as just a fait accompli, you, it's uh, it's on. Open war is upon you. You cannot tolerate this. You absolutely have to pick. Aaron posted something today. Ebony Maw's speech from the beginning of uh, Infinity War. He's absolutely right. Th- they mean to rule you. They've been ruling you for quite some time. They are legion, and there's the, that scene of gun-toting officers who seem to be way more ready to do this than perhaps any of you thought are going to take a lot more of your life away th- for you than you ever thought possible one month ago. You have to pick. That judge told Shelley Luther that your individual liberty cannot conflict with what the government believes, what the government wants. You can't share a country with that view. You know who had that view? King George III. All right, be honest. Since the lockdown started, have your fitness lifestyle goals, weight loss goals, have they fallen by the wayside? That's why they're calling it the quarantine 15. Well, now that the warmer weather is here, why don't we hit the reboot button on 2020 and declare May now the new January and get on track with your weight loss goals. Dr. Developed Riduzone is an excellent way to curb those cravings for the fattening foods that taste so good, but can derail your discipline. Backed by two U.S. patents, Riduzone is the only FDA-accepted product that includes OEA, the naturally occurring molecule that helps you feel full faster while burning stored fat so that you can reduce your calorie intake. Riduzone makes it easier to resist those cravings that can make it hard to stay on the wagon because it's often not what you're eating, but how much. And right now, if you use the promo code Steve, you can get up to 65% off and free shipping. Up to 65% off plus free shipping, but you can only get Riduzone on its website at Riduzone.com. R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E, R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E for Riduzone.com. Use the promo code Steve to get that uh, big discount as well as the free shipping. Promo code Steve at Riduzone.com. Let's get to buy, sell, or hold. This is when our producer Aaron, with a little help from you out in the audience, his, his few friends. Uh, You guys put forth a series of predictions, prophecies, uh, statements, lists, what have you. Todd, you and I will decide, are we buying or selling that? It could be on any any topic, who knows. And hopefully we have at least one good reason why we are choosing a buy or sell. We have decided to restore your right to hold, but that also means 
that if you do, if you do take the once a month permitted punk out, you will be treated with scorn and mockery for violating the dude code. Aaron. There are some good submissions today. We'll start with this one from Chia Jesus Nehemiah chapter 5 who says psychology research shows it takes on average 66 days for a new behavior to become automatic. The lockdowns will continue on some level until the bulk of the population has been sufficiently trained to live under statist control. Bye. Tell me why you're buying that Uh, before I answer if you don't mind. Didn't mean to like bark in order. Hey, just I want to know why you're buying before I give my answer. It, because they, I don't think they could have possibly whatever road to hell is paved with good intentions. This started with I, I don't think anybody really knew. I I would have never believed that we our sheep status had this been fully dialed up to eleven. It, we're, it, we're sitting there letting a hairdresser in Texas like be the vanguard of freedom here. And like no one, no one is going full. That state should be full Alamo right now. We are, we're even worse than I thought. And that's saying something because this show subtitle for how long now could have been, it's worse than you think. Yes. <laughs> um, that's a good answer. We're giving it to him. It's this- a good answer. I'm going to disagree though. I'm, I'm going to sell. Um, and the reason I'm going to sell is because I, I think this has only been permitted because the conditioning that he is saying is ongoing has already occurred. That we have been, and I've been saying this on the show for over a year, we are, we are in a state of cold civil war. What, what the judge down in Texas said to Shelley Luther yesterday, that your liberty cannot get in the way of what the government deems proper. That view... Is, is simply not reconcilable with the Bill of Rights, the Constitution, um, <laughs> the Mayflower Compact, the Declaration of Independence, basically everything, everything that is a bedrock of our way of life, every founding document, that view is not reconcilable with it. That's statist. That is, that is statism. That is the state is the supreme being, as I just laid out. And what we were, what we discussed, you know, at the top of the show, there has already been, I mean, I go back to the conversation, Noah Rothman, classic neocon, you know, you know, the conversation him and I had, what was that three years ago about when do we tell judges? No, we've already been living under this for a long time. It's why we had been at that point. Yeah. 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 yeah, It's why you have Roe v. Wade. It's why it's why they've used the courts to impose almost everything they've done to the country. To your point, it is like a perfect providential reminder that the nuns, as we speak, are back under fire at the Supreme Court. Yes, I think. Oh, boy, should I say this? Yes. (laughs) I think what's hurt us here. Oh, man. Okay. I think what's hurt us here is there's too many Republicans in office. Okay. Go on. (laughs) And here's what I mean by that. If there was a Democratic governor of Texas right now and a woman in Texas, a salon owner, was put in a jail for a week while jail cells are being emptied, I, I mean... 
I, I don't even know what Texans would do with that. You, yeah, you if would, you thought the guns at the Michigan yeah, State I mean, House was something, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't even know what Texans would do with yeah. that. But it's the Republican governor, and he opened up the state last week, and, you know, let's email them, and let's, te- let's tweet them, and, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, or I've got a connection, let's text them. I mean, hey, I'll admit to it. I'll, I'll admit I'm a part of this. If Beto O'Rourke had won the Texas Senate seat, I would have I would have jumped in. We would have, we would have we'd be doing this show live on on like Facebook live on our phones in front of the Texas governor's mansion or 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 state house right now. That's how fired up I'd be. Instead, I texted Ted Cruz. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's the psychology of this that you can't that just goes. That's part of the human dynamic of how we're built relationally. If 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 a Democrat were in the White House right now. What would our reactions be? I mean, I'll, I'll give our people credit. There's been a lot of reaction with a Republican y'all like in the White House, let alone a Republican you don't. I mean, there's a Republican that is very popular with our base, and our base is still pissed, right? Yes. Okay? And they like him a lot more than like the Bush, McCain, Romney wing of the party. They like him a lot more than that, and they're still not happy. But if, if they felt like it was free, like it wasn't going to risk anything this November— like risk a crack in your ele- in the in your in your base that would cause you an cost you an election this November. What would our base be doing right now? Well, we know what they'd be doing. We saw the Tea Party marches on Washington. The thousand was it was it Beck that had that rally a Tea Party rally in Washington? Or was that another Beck rally? I was thinking of. But I mean, I re- I remember those days. Do you remember those days? The sure. crowds. We'd be seeing that all over the country. And there's too many Republican governors. The Republican governor in Maryland. The Republican governor in Massachusetts, if you had Democratic governors there right now, people would be losing their damned minds. Losing their damn minds. And it wouldn't just be our people, too. And people kind of are, but they'd be far more militant about it. If you had a Republican governor in Virginia, and it wouldn't just be our people, you'd find that there's actually a lot more Democrats that agree with you than you think. They just don't hold any positions of power in this political party anymore. They have no influence in this political party anymore because it's a leftist party. But you'd find there's, actually, there's quite a few more Democrats, particularly ones that are non-white. You'd find they would absolutely agree with you on it if they felt like it was free for them to stand up and say something because it was the Republican. The dynamic works the other way too. There's too many Republicans in power. And that has a positive, right? You're stacking the Supreme Court right now. Although, in my opinion, you're one for two. <laughs> All right. But um, you're stacking the federal judiciary right now. And even if Daniel Horowitz's pessimism is true, and it likely is, that maybe one third of these guys are really and gals are good, that's still 100% more than you would have gotten if Hillary had won, right? I mean, yeah. you're still batting 300. You'd be batting nothing if Hillary had won, right? Okay. So I, I, there's, the, there, there's trade-offs to this. And the trade-off was we had, I, I promise you, and I know this for a fact, we had the president's attention at the end of March when the initial guidelines were about to expire. And that's why you saw him saying the things he was saying. I, I want sports back. I'm getting on calls with the commissioners. We got to reopen the country. The cure can't be worse than the disease. Remember when you were saying stuff yes. like that? We had his attention. And then poof. And we lost it in April. IHME. Yes. Fauci Burks. Yeah. Um. 
you don't have his attention right now. You got to get his attention. And the reason why you're seeing some of these states. Now, I mean, Oregon's some of Oregon's stipulations are stupid, but a week ago it was going to be you're going to be closed till July 6th. Now they're at least giving you conditions. California is actually going to let some retailers and others open on Friday. And they were basically like, see you in 2024, you know, 10 days ago. The reason you're getting some of those accommodations is because you, you took it upon yourself. You went to the streets and said, ah, we're not having it. And there's, there's too many. And the reason why is because the majority of the people that do, the majority of the people that cannot work from home, that own the small businesses, that are not too big to fail, vote Republican. The majority of people who can work from home, that, are too, that work for companies that are too big to fail, or are wards of the state, vote Democrat. That's why you're at a disadvantage right now, politically. Because politics is not about access. This is the biggest tactical mistake the American right has made in this last generation. The American right believes this is about access. A friend of mine was talking to somebody he knows really well who's one of the, who's, who's a major conservative media figure. And said, hey, will you help me get the White House's attention? And this person said, I can only do so much, otherwise, you know, I won't be listened to, I won't have access. See, it's not the way the left thinks. I mean, the Tara Reid story came from the Intercept and Business Insider and the Young Turks. The left understands politics is a game of leverage. It is not a game of access. Fundraising is a game of access, right? If you're an AD at a major university or the director of, of development for, for a, a nonprofit, fundraising is a game of access. Relationships I know, how do I network? But politics is not a game of, ac of access. Politics is a game of leverage. Whoever has the most leverage gets their way. You have demonstrated, even mildly, these have been mild protests compared to what leftists do, but even mild protests, people sitting in their cars in Michigan, even had forced Gretchen Whitmer out of her spider hole to jump on MSNBC. Cockroaches don't like the sunlight. And neither do the cockroaches wearing your uniforms. Okay? You're giving your guys too much of a pass. You want to really move those Democratic governors? You're getting some movement from them now. <laughs> you want to really move Gretchen Whitmer? Unload on Larry Hogan. I mean, that was one of the big arguments for Trump in the primary in 2016. Right? Dude, Look how ruthless I am to Lion Ted and Little Marco and Low Energy Jeb. I'm ruthless to the people whose votes and support I want and need. Imagine what I will do to Hillary Clinton, right? That's leverage. That's understanding politics is a game of leverage. You want to move these Democrat governors more? Let them see how you're willing to treat the people you do like, the people you vote for. You're not having it. You're done. It is a game of leverage. It is not a game of access. It's a game of access if, you're, if, you're, if, you're, if your quest is direct fundraising marketing. It's a game of access if your number one goal is, can I put on the, um, you know, the Family Values Conference Summit in, in Washington every September and get A-list speakers? Then yes, absolutely, it is a game of access, yes. But if you want to move policy, it is a game of leverage.
And that is why we are not a nation of laws, and we never will be. We are a nation of political will, and always will be. Well said. Moving on. Constantinos Rodidas has a bold statement. Joe Biden will be dropped before he picks a VP candidate, and thus the convention's top two candidates will be Bernie Sanders and Pete Buttigieg. Mayor Pete will win out and be the nominee. I'm going to sell. There's too many specifics there. I don't I still don't believe Joe Biden will be the nominee, but um, I, I don't believe they're going to bring in a guy that's the mayor of Podunk, Indiana, out of nowhere. No, I, I don't believe that. Also. I'm selling because I don't care. <laughs> uh, Dave Ebert says the accusations against uh, Biden will come to a boil over the summer and he'll be replaced by a sitting governor due to his health. Uh, I could buy that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that will be the that may be the real reason or the right or the right reason, but not the real one. Yeah, I'll, I'll buy that because here's the here's the reality. If. Joe Biden would win if the election were today. He would win. But but the election is not today. And Donald Trump is being given a lot of rope. A lot of rope. I mean, it's what you said, Aaron, in the last segment. It's, it's, it's later than it should be, but it still ain't too late. Know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, if he, just, if he just pivots a little bit more onto the road of MAGA and American renewal and restoration, and solidifies and rallies his base and forces Joe Biden to have to daily come out and talk like what you see in these clips when he when he when he actually does that's a house of cards and that that has the potential because here's the thing presidential elections are not the same as midterm elections and and Donald Trump there was a lot of split voting in 2016 a lot of people that went ahead and didn't like Hillary Clinton and voted for Trump. You won't see that much of that with Trump as an incumbent. He's at the top of the ticket now. Like Marco Rubio got like 200,000 more votes in Florida than, than, than Donald Trump did in 2016. That will not happen this year. The Republican Party is defined by Donald Trump. That's what, and that happens in any party when you elect a president and they've been in office for four years. They are the branding of the party. People will not separate from that point forward. They will view you the way they view him. And so if Donald Trump rebounds strong and starts winning Pennsylvania and Michigan and Ohio and all these states again, it's going to cost Democrats down the ballot in ways it didn't in 2016. So at this point, this is about the president showing confident, competent leadership so that the spotlight goes on Joe Biden and his dementia. Right now, he is not showing confident and competent leadership. And so Joe Biden is looked at as a viable alternative because he's the alternative and that's what they want. Sal, stop. Do not concern yourself anymore with Joe Biden questions. It's, it, this is entirely in Trump's court. Period. End of sentence. We'll come back. More buy, seller hold coming up here in hour two. Stay tuned. Back at it here with hour two live and on demand on Blaze TV radio podcast. Steve Dace here with Todd Erzin and Aaron McIntyre. 888-900-3393. That's 888 900 
3393. Steve at is how you can email us. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. If you are a podcast listener to the program, thank you very much. Please consider leaving us a five-star review if you haven't done so already. And even if you have, maybe just use your ghost account and do several more. I, I don't know if those count in the algorithm, but I'm Let's willing try. to find out. Let's yeah. try. Let's see if that works. All right. Because the more of those we get, the more it helps the show to grow and then pleases the benevolent overlords. We must, uh, that are very capricious and difficult to please, uh, but uh, we must please them nevertheless here uh, for this show to remain. So please keep those five-star reviews coming. Our weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, Daniel Horowitz, will be joining us here at the bottom of the hour Rough Greens VitaSmart wants you to know something you might not know, though, about your dog's food. That dry kibble stuff, uh, there's nothing alive in it. Food like that has to have a long shelf life for mass consumption, so the manufacturers have to sterilize it. That results in the food your dog getting, lacking the nutrients your pet needs to have a happy, healthy life. Same thing going on with our human food. That's why we're taking so many supplements today. It's going on with our pets as well. And that's why Rough Greens isn't a dog food. It's powder that you sprinkle on the food that contains massive amounts of vitamins, minerals, digestive enzymes, probiotics, even omega oils and antioxidants that can support healthy skin and coat while improving digestion. So give your dog youthful energy and improve mobility and joint health. Plus, best of all, your dog's going to love it. Apparently, it tastes great. Our dog, Cap, absolutely loves this stuff. You can take the Rough Greens 14-Day Jumpstart Challenge today for just $14.95 and see the difference in your dog in 14 days or less. If you want to see your dog thrive again, go to roughgreens.com slash blaze. R-U-F-F is how you spell Rough Greens. Roughgreens.com slash blaze. Again, that's roughgreens.com slash blaze. Let's get back to buy, sell, or hold. Aaron. This one's from Rev AG, who says, Frank Gore's ultimate goal is to play for every team in the NFL. <laughs> he is gonna, he's going into year 16. 37 years old. With the New York Jets playing the position in this league that has the, the shortest shelf life, and that's tailback. His right. son. To put this in perspective for you, his son. Frank Gore's son is a freshman at Southern Miss. That I mean, he's he's he is, and a, to do it at tailback, as you said, yeah, yeah he's a physical crazy. marvel. I mean, he is he he has to be one of the most durable, healthy human beings in the last couple of decades. I'm 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 serious. the The amount of carries that he's had, the pounding that he has taken at that position. I mean, we saw a guy on the way to a Hall of Fame quarterback career, Andrew Luck, retire after six seasons. He couldn't take. The, the injuries anymore and what that was doing to him. And that's a position where, I mean, if you fall on the guy wrong at quarterback, it's a penalty, right? And I, I just think he is just a, he's just a badass, man. Frank Gore. And the word too is he's a phenomenal human being. That's the word about him as well. So he's just a man's man, man. He's a dude. Yeah. And whether this year works out or not, it's, it, it's almost like you turn 30 and and instantly you no matter who you are you can't produce as you once did i mean he's this isn't like he's just 32 he's been productive i mean because Ladanian tomlinson went from like 
you know, walking on water to like, yeah, should we trade him? He's just not, kind of not cut out for this anymore. I mean, mm-hmm. it seems like that it happens to running back after running back. Yet he's he he's not just like loitering around as a backup. The guy they give the ball to the guy. Because here's the thing too, it's and it's not even the durability into and of itself would yeah. be incredibly impressive. Yeah. But the quick twitch that you have to have yes. to be to so there are so many guys. There, there are guys that have run for two thousand yards in college. That, that couldn't make it in the NFL. The holes close so fast. The, 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 the coordination, the balance, the vision. I mean, you have to be at an elite of an elite of an elite mm-hmm. level anyway, and you're doing that at... Thir- I mean, I was... Dude, I had to bust out reading glasses at 37 years old. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I just... That... It's not even just... The durability in and of itself is just, you know, dude, I we're not worthy kind of stuff. But then to just continue to be able to excel at the rate that he is at a position that requires the utmost athleticism at the same time, it's just, dude, just a marvel, man. If, if he were a, if, 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 if we, if we did this like with horses and breeding, wouldn't you want, wouldn't you put, I mean, could you imagine Frank Gore's stud fee? Uh, (laughs) I mean, what's going on in that, in, in those genes and that DNA? Well said. Um, Russell Erno says, because I got to know, the 70s Chicago band was better than the Chicago band of the 80s. Oh, I'm going to sell on that. And I'm trying, you know, I watched this documentary on Chicago on Netflix a couple of years ago, and it was a good documentary, you know, and I'm trying to get into, you know, horn section era. I, I tried after this. And 25 or 6 to 4 is, is a classic song, but the rest of it, I'm just like... I hate to say it, man. I I, I frankly prefer sappy love song schlocky Peter Cetera, uh, schlocky uh, Chicago more. I, I I I'm the ugly American. All right. I remember couple skate to uh, you're the inspiration. All right. And I just maybe it so maybe it's poor taste and nostalgia both. I don't know. Okay, but uh, I'm I'm much more into uh, hard for me to say I'm sorry than horn section Chicago from 1978. I have no problem with 80s Chicago, and I'm not some great student of 70s Chicago, but I, you don't need to have much of a musical ear to understand that they were flat-out musicians in the 70s, and then they just, you know, they kind of put it on cruise control there and earned some money. And yeah, got Peter Cetera convinced them. Now, guys, let me show you how we're going to get rich doing this. Yeah. <laughs> All right? And, I mean, the documentary even points that out. I think it's still on Netflix. It, it basically points out yeah. that Cetera was like, we're either going to do the stuff that's going to sell a poop ton of records or I'm going solo. So they decided they couldn't lose them and they did a bunch of stuff. They did the stuff that sold a poop ton of records. Yeah. Uh, John Endicott, probably one of the best submissions uh, we've received for a few months. He says, much of the lockdown culture will be lifted by the end of May, not due to a recognition of truth, but because the gay lobby won't allow Pride Month to be overshadowed by something as insignificant as a global pandemic. <laughs> golf clap yeah i almost feel like we should retire this segment after that it's just i mean i don't i don't know it's 1208 you got 22 minutes you should aaron you got to learn how to sequence things okay you can't you, i know you're just tra- taking the path of least resistance and just grabbing things in order but you am but, i doing that though so, so, something this good 
you can't you can't ask 22 more minutes of buy seller hold propositions to follow that that is so absolutely genius on that we have been where yeah where's the three-dimensional chess at we've been wondering where that's at the last few years that folks that that's three-dimensional chess right there i mean that is sheer brilliance i i i don't even want to buy that i feel like i'm not intellectually worthy to 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 do anything other than uh, just recognize you know what i'm saying just got to recognize the greatness of that proposition that is so good yeah i just need to keep a beer around for excellence like that so you could just hear me crack it yes yeah yes that's it uh, Richard Vickroy says, assuming no fans in attendance this fall, the NFL will significantly reduce or give away their Sunday ticket package this year and make it up from advertisers to further solidify the shield. Bye. I'm already seeing evidence that you're right. I got an email. I, I canceled my I've had Sunday ticket. I mean, I got DirecTV in 2000 to get the NFL Sunday ticket. And so I mean, I had this for nearly 20 years. And then finally, the Lions had just done enough. I, uh, I, I just... And I can actually afford it more than I could ever afford it before now. I just, the principle of it, paying to watch them torture me in this way, I just couldn't do it anymore. And so I, this past season, I canceled the Sunday ticket with my DirecTV and just got NFL Red Zone Channel through PlayStation View, which is out of business now. Um, and I got an email from DirecTV last week. Hey, we're giving you the Sunday ticket for free. We want you back. You can have it for free this season. And like the whole thing, like the, the red direct, zone, the, the red zone, the max yeah. and all the fantasy channels were given to you the whole thing for free. I initially, I think i said this to you, Todd. I, I, when I got that email, my initial read was that they're trying to boost their numbers as much as they can because Amazon and everybody's coming after the rights to that Sunday ticket right now. But this is an angle I had not considered that it, that could be even more accurate which is the NFL is going to give all this stuff away for free because the advertising rates are what's going to make up for a lack of people, a lack of fans in the stands potentially, or the lack of any fans in the stands. I think that's a, that's a solid theory. I'll buy that. Yeah, I'll accept it. I mean, in some manner of speaking, I don't know. I don't know the background, but I mean, we here at the blaze right now are, we've had amazing deals right now for joining the blaze, right? Right. We have our cheapest. Thank you for that. We have our, our least expensive, uh, one of our listeners got on me for saying, don't say cheap. At least it's the most inexpensive subscription we've ever had. $5 and change a month. BlazeTV.com yeah. slash days promo code Steve if you want to take advantage of but it. The goal, you yeah. get them on the hook during a certain time and, yeah. and you hope you provide the level of content that keeps them around for yeah. the long haul. As, as, as my nephew would say, uh, this deal is cheap, but the product is not cheaply made. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, Jim Stalker says the federal government will attempt to make the coronavirus vaccine mandatory. Bye. Bye. Trouble's a coming, folks, if one exists. Trouble is a coming. <sighs> attempt is the key word what, there. Attempt? Yeah. Meaning that there will be some legislation, probably from Democrats in Congress, saying you have to do this. Is that what we're saying? Yeah. Whether it gets the votes or anything. Okay. But there will be, I, I will agree there will be an attempt of some kind. That attempt could just be one singular piece of legislation that never even makes it out of a subcommittee. So I, I will agree that there will be an attempt. Yeah. But that also still buys into the notion that there will be a vaccine. 
and reading up on the one that the that that the the, the antibody vaccine out of Israel that looks very promising that they were promoting a couple of days ago. I I think you better prepare yourself that this isn't the measles vaccine you're going to get. Okay. If, if, if it arrives, all right, if it happens, this isn't going to be the measles vaccine, the chicken pox vaccine, the polio vaccine. This is going to be the flu vaccine. And it's, it's going to have a, a very questionable efficacy rate. And it's, and it's, it's going to, it's going to be more, or it's going to be almost as psychologically beneficial for people like feeling like it's because I got this, it's safe for me. It's psychological impact will have a far greater efficacy than the, the pathology of the vaccine itself based on what I'm reading. I I don't, I think we're not looking at something where I, I, they, they put a needle in my butt for chicken pox when I was two and I don't get it again. I don't ever, I, I don't think you're, I think that's what most people think this is going to be. And I don't think that's what you're going to get if you get one. You're buying, Todd. Oh, that, that's why uh, everything Steve said is why they have to attempt to make it mandatory. Yep. Simply Mana says most churches will stay closed until their legal advisors, such as Christian Law Association, tell them it's okay to open again without any legal issues or danger from any government agency. You are on the right track. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to sell. I think virtually every church in America will be open by the end of this month. Todd, you want to say anything more? Either well, I don't, I, there's no time. Well, is let me there, rephrase is there a date that. on that? I think virtually every Protestant, let me rephrase that some more. Virtually every evangelical church in America will be open by the end of this month. I can't speak for what, you know, the archdiocese will do, or I could see the virtue signaling strong with, with uh, you know, liberal Protestantism because mo- there's not a lot of people that go to their churches anyway. But I think by the end of this month, virtually every evangelical church in America will be open. I'm well, and from a Catholic perspective, I, I don't know for sure, but I'm simply buying the notion of them or, or thinking about the legal ramifications about all this, and and wrongly so, in my uh, opinion, just constantly being dominated by the parameters of this world. Devin Hensley says Christians will continue to be oblivious to the spiritual warfare raging around them in the name of health and well-being. They'll instead see the battle as merely political left versus political right. I don't know what that means, so I'm going to sell. I don't, I don't know what it means. I'll buy. I think he's. It it echoes what I was was just talking about. They, the too many people will not learn any lessons. They will go back to normal. Their faith will be lived out through a political paradigm primarily instead of a spiritual one. Yeah. Well, if that's what that means, I buy. But I don't know that that's what that means. I don't. I don't know what it means. Oh, such Mavis says a majority of these tyrannical local and state officials will be reelected in November because of metabolism. I buy that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean. We, I mean Going back decades, it's over 91 or 92% of incumbents in Congress get reelected. So, bye. Yeah. Uh, Your tribalism sucks, says Sweden not being on the woke science is peak progressivism in 2020. Hashtag not as socialist as advertised. Oh, I think there's a yes. I think you're finding out, by the way, who really is down to clown with socialism. Who actually believes in the leftist, the, the liberal mantras of tolerance, diversity, follow the science. And what you're finding is 
those things similar to the race baiting we've we've witnessed and things of that nature those things they don't believe in those things those things are wills to power tools to acquire power and that they're actually just um iconoclastic leftists who hate anything of of any certainty anything that would tell them i mean i, I was reading i was reading something yesterday and that just <laughs> the author meant this the i i could tell by the tone or I'm, i shouldn't say i can tell i i i guessed by the tone of the way he was communicating this that he was trying to undermine sweden in the way that he 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 used this data are you, do you know what i'm going to i think you may have seen it yesterday too using some of the uh the apple uh data that's out there about where people are going and mobility and stuff that aaron cited yesterday yeah, in his the montage. Forbes piece. yeah from the forbes piece that that americans are by and large just done with social distancing if you look at the apple movement oh, data right, out, right, out right. there yes well what what I, I was reading something yesterday i can't remember the gentleman who wrote it otherwise i'd give him credit or blame. Uh, but uh, he mentioned that, well, when you look at the Apple mobile data in Sweden, it's really not that much different than a lot of these major cities. So now he was looking at Stockholm, for example, he said, you know, Stockholm is not much different than a lot of these major cities that have their tepid reopenings just now. So this idea that all these restaurants and everything are packed in Sweden doesn't seem to be true. If you look at the Apple mobile data, and he meant for that to be an undermining of Sweden's approach to say, see, we, we you know, that, it, that bolsters it, it even more, it bolsters <laughs> it even more because you can trust people to make good decisions. Yes. I mean, <laughs> the reality is Sweden has taken what progressivism claims to believe and installed it. Human nature is basically good that if you give people enough education from the state, they can make the right decision. Isn't that, isn't that what progressives say they believe? Human nature is basically good. If we educate people with the right decisions, they'll make them on their own, right? That's what they say they believe, but they don't. What they, well, maybe that's what progressivism in Sweden believes. And so, you know, folks like us who put the fun in fundamentalism, we'd have an actual, we'd actually have the argument with them that we think we're having with the American leftists that we're not having. We're not having that argument. Sweden actually believes in this stuff. They're like sincere. We're not having that argument. We're fighting an invasion. We're fighting a cultural conquest. And in the end, the end game is just statism. I get control of the state to do whatever I want with it. I can, I can, uh, if, 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 if my guy sexually harasses women or assaults them, I can just make it go away if I want. Down the memory hole we go. If I want to release prisoners, down the memory hole we go. I want to release illegals into your neighborhood, not mine, down the memory hole we go. That's really all that this is. It's not, it's not an ideology. It's a cult. I can't, how many more years do I have to point this out? Sweden is driven, is, is, what, is what it looks like when leftists are when people of the left are actually driven by the ideology they claim they believe they followed real science they would they would not be happy about people like us moving there to preach our word to preach what we think they'd fight us on that I mean, but there's a consistency there there's no consistency here and the reason why is because this is just about power that that's all it's about 
and uh, and and you know the Stonewall riots are more important than the signing of the Declaration of Independence until Dave Rubin Dave Rubin types decide that I'm you know uh, that, that I'm not for this insanity and then suddenly you know he might as well change his name to Franklin Graham. Know what I'm saying? Sure. That's all that this is about. That's all that it's about. It's just simply about power. Kick Samaritan's purse out. Who cares how many people they're actually helping at that field hospital? And there will be no rainbow jihad charity taking their place there in Central Park, by the way. That ain't happening. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Because it's just about the power. That's all that it's about. It's just about the power and the control. I want to. If I have to adjust my way of thinking on leftism because of what I've witnessed in this virus, I may have to draw a distinction between the leftism you see in a Sweden, which is a, which is a, which is a truer pursuit of their ideological beliefs, and what we see here in our country, which is just nothing other than, I will believe whatever I want to believe that gets me the result that I want at the time, and you can't stop me. Period. Yeah, I'm buying, uh, and I from my own personal life. There's this: if you 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 don't want to be myopic, you do not want to live in these silos. When you want to see if there's something you can learn, uh, always uh, from somebody who is in largely a, a, another tribe, and 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 if you feel if you have that ability, you can see this as human beings. In my experience, both with vaccination issue, midwifery, things like that, there's been this crossing of streams, this very interesting overlay of conservative uh, and liberal, and so that that's what's surviving there in my eyes uh, in Sweden. There's 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 an every man's truth that they didn't jettison in the name of their uh, progressivism, and thank God they didn't. Grant Asaski says Cam Newton signs a deal similar to the one Jameis Winston just did, but with the Atlanta Falcons. So one-year deal with the Falcons, you believe uh, Cam Newton is going there? I mean, I don't know. They got a quarterback right now who's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Matt Ryan will be a Hall of Famer. Um, You got a coach who's on a win now or you're out. Didn't Jameis Winston go to New Orleans? Yeah, but that's because he's he's every it, Drew Brees is well established that and J, Jameis Winston could only be a backup. Mm-hmm. He threw thirty interceptions last year. Um. Okay, I mean I don't know. Also, they just had a a backup quarterback bail them out last year when Drew Brees got hurt. And they lost that guy to the Carolina Panthers. So I, I don't know. Maybe he's got a point. I mean, I think he'll sign a one-year deal somewhere. I don't know about the Falcons, but I'll buy it. I'll sell. I think it's maybe just as likely as that guy retires. I mean, he's he's kind of a fruit loop. He always has been, and it's getting weirder and weirder. He may just be out. Uh, Patrick Walsh I think there's more concern says, about that than his shoulder, by the way. Yeah, because and it and it's it, it's because that matters more with the position that he plays yeah. because he brands your whole franchise. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Patrick Walsh says top five reasons for not wearing a mask in New York. Number five, I'm a healthy 48 year old male. Number four, King Cuomo said I have to. Number three, my body, my choice. Number two, even in metrosexual New York, it violates the dude code. And number one, because someone has to be the shepherd amongst the sheep. I would put uh, number three at number one. I agree with you. And number four at number two. Good list. I'll buy, but I'd have number three, number one. 
Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Uh, it's time to be an oil man. HW says the NFL kickoff game is Texans Chiefs with no fans present. So we're talking the first Thursday night game. Late August? No, that would be like September. Or, or no, it, is it would be September, after Labor Day. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to sell that there will be no fans present. I'm going to sell. I'll buy. Chuck Gregory says, similar to how Smoot Hawley sunk Hoover's legacy in history, the Corona Task Force will sink Trump's standing in history. That's a great analogy. You know, the reason I'm using a rock is more people are going to know what that is. And it's more recent and they can remember it. Plus, I am purposefully attempting to sting the White House and, and Trump world by comparing them to the Bushes, whom they absolutely detest with the heat of a thousand suns and the feeling is mutual on the other end. So I'm poking the bear by doing that. But that that's historically a phenomenal analogy. I'm going to sell, though, with the hopes that you're wrong. Because if you're wrong, a lot of what we think and believe is going down with him. That's one of the reasons why I'm so interested in getting attention. Because whether we like it or not, a lot of what we think and believe now is tied to him. That's just, you may not like it. You may want that to not be the case. I mean, you know, I can do 52 push-ups in a minute. I'm 46 years old. I'd like to still not have this little uh, pot, bowl, pot belly, despite that, peering over um, the flap of my, of my gym shorts, but I do. All right, so you, 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 you can rail on Facebook about things you don't want to be true, but doesn't make them any less so. The reality is our fates are largely intertwined with him at this point, particularly if he fails on a Hoover scale. Who, if that, that, we just, we can't permit that to happen or at least need to do everything we can to avoid that happening. Whether you like them or not, it's irrelevant. I, I just, you know, I, I don't care. Just like I didn't care when you, when you told me I had to like them four years ago, I don't care now that you're telling me I, that, that, that you're not going to. It, okay, cool. Just understand what the consequences for that are going to be. They're going to be systemic if he fails on that level. So I'm going to sell just on the hope that that does not happen. I sympathize with that. I'm going to buy because if he does not write this ship, uh, those that are going to write history are going to take over power yes. and they're going to make sure the historical story is that You're level of failure. You're all going to get Howard's end. Yeah. You're all going to get 16, 19 projected. Yes. Every last one of you. So I'm glad, you know, the, the last remaining, the, the last remaining few of you holding on, you know, that refuse on your Facebook pages and in my comment section, just understand when he, if, if he does fail, all of the people that will be writing history afterwards will give you no credit at all, but you'll be lumped in with him nevertheless, like you were the cheerleader the whole time. Uh, let's get through as many as we can in the next uh, 70 seconds or so. Darth Erzin says a vaccine is found for COVID-19 before the DOJ prosecutes and jails anyone involved in the FBI Russian Flynn scandal. Sell. Well, the spirit of it, I agree with, so I'll buy Thomas Deerling says we should be more inclined to wear face masks if they were sponsored by Brondo. <laughs> Bye. I should make a Brondo face mask. There you go. Bye. Bye. Uh, Wolverine says the MSM or mainstream media will never investigate Fauci's involvement with securing a multi-million dollar grant in 2015 to the Wuhan Virology Lab. 
Uh, it was Newsweek. It was Newsweek that did that yeah. originally. So, and they're fairly left. I'm gonna. I'll. I'll sell. It's unlikely, but if. But if. If in a couple of months, if Fauci decides to become Team Open Up because he sees that's the right side of history, I could see him suddenly be fair game. You know what I'm saying? So I'll sell. I don't. I think never. It's. It's highly unlikely, but never. I wouldn't say never. I'll go in the opposite direction. Even though, like this morning in the shower, I had like Hannibal Lecter visions of this guy's level of complicity in all of this all the way along i mean we we are at the very least now and i was i gave him way much more room than steve did i didn't trust him day one uh early on because i'm so used to people like him who just whether they're doctors or not who have just swallowed the kool-aid whole aren't necessarily nefarious although driven in what they're doing not necessarily nefarious but with this stuff we're in we're at the very least right now in what did he know and when did he know a territory? I, I absolutely believe that. I agree with that. Yeah, I do. All right. Shocking data. What's going on in the nursing homes? Weren't we, weren't we doing these lockdowns to protect the elderly? And what's it mean? Daniel Horowitz is next. Hey, if you're thinking of replacing your carpets this spring or summer due to pet stains and odors before you make that big buy, make sure you check out Genesis 950 because it's an amazing pet stain and odor remover and it's made in America. With Genesis 950, it breaks down the bonds of stains and odors so that they are gone for good and its antibacterial component removes pet stains and odors from the carpet as well as the padding. It can be used in your carpet cleaning machines and it's so green that it's safe for your family and friends as well. You can use this to clean the whole house. Uh, The bathrooms, kitchens, countertops, granite quartz, garage floor, oil, grease stains, engines, wheels, tools, upholstery, everything. But where it really shines for you in saving a ton of money is before you buy new carpets, make sure you try Genesis 950. And if you go to Genesis950.com right now and use the promo code Blaze, pardon me, you'll get a discount. Promo code Blaze to get a discount at Genesis950.com. That's Genesis950.com, promo code Blaze. Let's get to our weekly prophet of woe and lamentation. Daniel Horowitz is joining us here now to take us inside politics. Good to see you, my friend. How are you? I'm doing all right. Just make sure to vote Republican so they don't take away our liberty and bankrupt us. Right. And remember, Texas is your conservative Valhalla or something, right? I know we have to make sure it doesn't turn blue. Right, right. Exactly. That would suck if it did. Yeah. So I've been teasing this the entire show. I have literally... um, firebombed every other coronavirus top related topic today there there's there's nothing left <clears throat> every other coronavirus topic if it were if it were a battlefield it'd be dresden in the fall of 44 right now there's nothing there's just nothing there all right there's just blank sticks coming out of ground i've i have firebombed it all but i left one thing that i've been teasing the entire show for you my friend all right because I, I think what you, have, what you have stumbled upon in your research here is the end game of where, of where this concludes. Let me just start with a basic question. What's happening in our nursing homes right now? Steve, well, you have to answer that by asking what's happening in our entire 
country. You know, something peculiar happened. The hospitalizations were way down. Anecdotally, everyone realized the peak was over. Even the lockdown crowd was just arguing that it will go up if you open things up. But everyone realized we're over it. Yet the numbers kept – the deaths were going up and up and up. Thousands every day. It's surging past 70,000. It looks like they're going to get to 100,000. And it just, it just doesn't reflect anything. We were trying to figure out what's going on. And that was there some padding of the numbers. Well, clearly they admitted to that. And that's a whole discussion. But then I started to see something very interesting. To begin with, a massive share of the deaths were in nursing homes. And then every time I would write a column, I would reference back my data point, and I would see that it jumped. And all jumped dramatically, all in the same direction in every state. So in one state, for example, you know, in Virginia, what was 22% of all statewide deaths were in nursing homes or long care facilities. Mm -hmm. Just two weeks ago, two weeks ago, it's now up to... 44%. And in most other states, you know, in, in, in Minnesota it was at 75, now it's at 85. In um, Pennsylvania, it was at 51, now it's at 67. In Massachusetts, it was at 47, now it's at uh, 59. And every single state has that. Connecticut went from 40 to 55. New Jersey, which had a wider spread, so it roped in, it killed a lot more people, it, it was at 39%, now it's at 50 and the numbers are accelerating every day. And then I realized when I heard on a conference call with, with reporters in the Minnesota health director that 16 of 18 deaths one day were in nursing homes. And then on May 1st in Pennsylvania, 55 of 62 deaths in one day were in nursing homes. So I just before we get to the here and now, just the general and then let's talk about what's happening now, which is the most important public policy question right now and has very severe implications for our society and for the nursing homes. It appears we don't have the full denominator, but it appears that the majority of states, the composition that nursing home or long term facility uh, care facility deaths comprise is more than 50 percent, some 75 to 80 percent. Total. That's from the beginning of this entire epidemic till now. <laughs> All deaths. It's you'll be hard pressed to find a state that's in the 40s or 30s. The lowest might be about 35 percent. 36 is where New York is, which you know again had so much so much more death everywhere else and anywhere else. It. I am now confident that if you certainly if you took New York City out of the equation, at least half the deaths from beginning to end in the entire rest of the country were in nursing homes. Wrap your brain around that for one minute, just that sheer fact of what that means. Now, if you look at the acceleration of the last two weeks, it means that the overwhelming majority of the deaths, and in some states, almost all of them to a number, are in nursing homes. At a minimum, that means that right now almost nobody is dying outside a nursing home, and the few that are clearly, clearly are elderly outside nursing homes or underlying health conditions. By the way, nursing homes plus underlying health conditions, not seniors plus underlying health, nursing homes plus underlying health conditions account for 99.24% of Minnesota deaths, but it's similar in most states and even New York. Um, it's certainly going to be above 90 in every state. So that means we destroyed our entire country, Steve. We destroyed our entire country, our liberty, our economy, our health care, and everything 
And yet we missed the one area where it was. We put out doused a flame in a building by spreading water over a whole city, hoping it will somehow seep into that building and not targeting that building. So not only did we do this all for nothing, but in doing so, the lockdown actually killed grandpa. Because what we clearly did was we expended all the masks, the PPE, the PPE, the um, the testing mm-hmm. on everyone, everyone, people that if you isolate them to young and healthy, it is, as we proved, well under 0.1% for that cohort. And now we have a torrent of deaths in nursing homes. And they're still talking about this lockdown and the epidemic as if it's going on. We have a public health crisis and a morality crisis going on in our nursing home care that has nothing to do with the epidemic. Now, the next half of the question is, well, okay, it makes sense that it would linger there longer. It would be more acute there and that it's essentially over in most other places. But why is the surge of deaths in nursing homes appear to be more severe than the peak, mm-hmm. even in nursing homes? Mm-hmm. And Steve, I don't have an answer to that, but there's no good answer to that. There are, there's, potential, there's several potential answers, my friend. They're all bad. They're all bad. The, as far as I can tell, they're all bad. And, and the least bad I can come up with is we just fired an elephant gun at a mouse that, that we were, or the analogy that you used, we spent exhausted so much energy on these lockdowns that we, that we created a, we, we committed an act of tragic buffoonery by failing to secure the most vulnerable among us. That is the best answer. That's, 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 you know, we created the Obamacare website of coronavirus answers. Uh, that's the best answer. Because the other answers are probably places that you and I don't feel real comfortable going to at this particular moment. Well, well, Steve, I'll go to one of those places, and I don't know if this is it. But we have already proved that in the general population, there is some degree of inflation that we don't know. In other words, if they're saying a 72,000 died, I, I would venture to say clearly the majority are legit. But is it more really like 50,000? Um, we have the Illinois uh, d- director of Illinois um, healthcare. Uh, she said blatantly, and these are this is a direct quote. Even if there was quote a clear alternate cause of death, unquote, as long as they tested positive for COVID, they are included. So that's not even respiratory stuff. It could be uh, heart Debbie stroke. Burks has said this on the record multiple times. Multiple times, but but th- this was very. I mean, she really laid it out and said it very clear. There was a, because with Burks, they're saying, well, maybe it means someone with you know, um, you know, diabetes, but but clearly they died from it. It's just that we couldn't confirm it. That's when we weren't testing. This is the opposite. We did confirm it. They tested positive. But remember, what do we know, Steve? Now this is not Ebola, where it's rare and fifty percent death. No, this is everywhere. Millions upon millions have it. Very small death. So now when you get them in the hospital, you really have to verify, did they indeed die from it? Some of them clearly did. A lot of them in New York did. But clearly a lot are not. So that we know for sure. Now take that over to nursing homes and look at the timing. Look, people in nursing homes on average, you know, often last six months in many places. Every week there's going to be a good number of deaths no matter what. 
are a certain amount of them being coded as COVID. Remember, we know once you get it into a confined place, 100% get it. Mm-hmm. I'm exaggerating, maybe 70, 80. We see that from the prisons. Yeah, Cuomo's the ships, out there today facilities. wondering aloud, how, how, how come the number one new infection place in New York City are, are indoors in these households that have been locked down the whole time? Like he, like he wasn't warned about this for weeks, that this is what would happen. Yes. It, it, exactly. So we know they're all getting it. So it's very simple. Your COVID... You're in a nursing home. You die. Well, you died of COVID. Well, look, it's a much higher rate of death than other cohorts, but it's still it's not 100 percent. And they die from many other things. And I I don't know this, but it's the only explanation I have for why it's overshooting even the peak that, you know, because it wasn't until a few weeks ago that all the states started with this presumptive death category that they're throwing in there. But here's the deal, Steve. I don't have for the other states, but let me share with your um, viewers a data point here that I think is is very much needed. Needed Typically, when you have presumptive versus confirmed, so the overwhelming majority are confirmed, and then they have a certain amount that's much smaller that they add on, and they are included, I believe, in the national total, all of the state's presumptive uh, numbers. But if you go to New York City, they break out the nursing home deaths. As of yesterday, it was 4,813, Okay. You look at confirmed, it's 2274. You look at presumed, it's 2539. So there's more presumed than confirmed. Something's not adding up there. Unless, and this is why I'm suggesting we're in the end game with, with, with this data trend. You need to hit your numbers. You need to justify yep. a shutdown. You need to justify why you did this. And there's plenty of politicians, Republicans and Democrats that are on the hook for this from the, from 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue down to, you know, governor, you know, tyrannical Democrat, petty tyrant governors in California and beyond everybody pretty much to some degree with a few exceptions like Iowa, you know, North, North Dakota, a few, a few places, everyone else in politics, right or right or left RD is on the hook for this shutdown. They need some justification to declare a win. All of them do. Like a tarp. They, 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 they're, they all voted for it. They need something to show that it worked. And one way is you just cynically just start piling up death stats with dead bodies in nursing homes. You hit your 100,000 mark. You know, June 1, dissolve your coronavirus task force. We saved the country. You know, Gavin Newsom lets you go back to the beaches again. Hey, we did it. And and that's why you needed to listen to us. We told you 100,000 were going to die. 100,000 did die. And then the next time we rattle our zippers, you better come hither. I mean, I, that could be another that could be another rationale for what's happening here. Well, the two tie together. I mean, th- that would be the rationale for seeing the acceleration of deaths because it, it really, Steve, it does appear that way. We were proven right on every single aspect of this. But the one thing that's kind of flying in the face of this is they didn't get their 2.2 million, but you know, they started then with 100 to 240,000 and then even the government revised it to roughly 65,000. And then suddenly it just took off like a rocket ship after the, after the peak, what appeared to be the peak, and it just keeps going up thousands every day. And it just the reality doesn't reflect that. You're not going to do autopsies of 84 year olds in long term care facilities like you would a 16 or a 25 or a 39 year old healthy individual. So if you wanted to just pad your stats 
These are the marks to hit. Let's face it, a lot of these people are forgotten by their family members most of the year. That's why they're placed there. They're considered by most people in America kind of, um, you know, um, burdens to carry, right? They're, I mean, they're the perfect vehicle yep. by which to hit your your statistical model number and justify everything that you did to this country because of these models. And, and look, I don't know, but here's what I do know. It is indefensible and immoral for our government, state and federal, to keep this going on and not produce daily the following very simple data, which they absolutely have. How many each day in each state died in a nursing home and died outside a nursing home? How many inside and outside died on that day or how many are you recording that day but died sometime before? Mm -hmm. Because we know – it's too hard to tell. We know this is going on. The 1700 from yesterday and the nursing homes in New York were backfilled. Some places are backfilled. I can't tell, but that shouldn't be my problem. And number three, and this should have always been done, a stratification of the data by health status and age yep. every single day. And Steve, if you would show those three things, well, you probably couldn't show it. And that's, and why, that's why they're and, not. And that, my friend, is why they don't. That's why they don't. That's why I think we're in the end game here. We're, we're padding our stats now to justify what we did here during the f first and second quarter of this year. That's what I think is going on, but we shall see. Always good to see you, my friend. Thank you for joining us. Take care. You guys have a quick thought on that conversation with Daniel Horowitz? So I think another analogy that could be used here, uh, if you don't mind, is if Neil Ferguson, the epidemiologist, he of the 2.2 million Americans are going to die uh, prophecy, doomsday prophecy, it would be like if his um, married lover, mistress, came to him and said, listen, Neil, I know we're fornicating together, but I really I really think that uh, I really think that we should keep this whole relationship thing on the DL here. Let, let's just keep this uh, under wraps. And instead of doing that, Neil Ferguson says, no, I, I think we actually need to dissolve every single marriage in the United Kingdom. That's what this response to the coronavirus pandemic has been. Instead of taking a measured ap uh, approach, which we could have done from the very beginning. I said this at the beginning of the show. I don't know if I said it. I said it to you before the show 50 days ago today. John Ioannidis from Stanford, the epidemiologist, wrote for Stat News and noted that some strains of coronavirus, specifically noting that once they get into nursing homes, they can cause a fatality, a case fatality rate of 8%. We knew this 50 days ago. Knew this 50 days ago. Instead, we insisted on locking everything down. And at the end of the day, uh, we ended up not even being able to lock down the most vulnerable. Complete fail. So utter did, failure. You didn't save your 401k at the expense of grandpa. You lost your 401k and grandpa. You lost them both. John 317. This is Steve Dace. On the Blaze Radio Network.